This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. One, two, three, four, seven, Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. You look fat. And the amazing Chris Randazzo. Wishing I had some chicken-flavored air conditioning. We here on this week's episode talk television. This week was obviously Chris's pick. He chose (laughs) Syphil and Ollie, Season 1, Episode 10, Chapter 10. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Pick a show. We'll watch it. Promises. Absolutely, we'll watch it because it'll make it easier for us. Then we don't have to pick it. Chris. Hi. So, you know, I've known you for for a handful of years now. And every once in a while, you do or say something that reminds me how odd you are (laughs) and this you hmm. you don't look fat i just think you're fat nothing personal (laughs) (laughs) so okay you are a syphil and ali fan to say the yes, least. Yes, I am. It's Wha- one of my favorite shows ever. Super fan, one might say. <laughs> Indeed. Cape wearing super fan. Uh, I'm super smart cape wearing <laughs> super fan. Why? <laughs> First and foremost, let's talk about the 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 thing that is Syphil and Ollie. Not specifically just this episode, because there are there are a few people out there that have no idea what this show is. Just a few. Just a couple, <laughs> maybe two or three. So Give it, give us some backstory because you are the, you are the historian here on Syphil and Ali. Uh, well, Syphil and Ali is a fake talk show that That's is fake. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is acted out by sock puppets, um, and it is extremely bizarre. It aired on MTV at like one in the morning. Um, it's just, it's kind of like sketch comedy. It's kind of like uh, it, it plays out kind of like a fake podcast before podcasts were a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, I the, the the why I like it is a far more complicated question than uh, than I think I should start the episode with. But yes, that is so. To just explain what the show is, there's two characters, Syphil and Ollie, and uh, they it's it's kind of like a stoner's take on the Muppet Show almost. Okay, because That's- it's like they have a studio and they do interviews and they just they are putting on a show and that's pretty much what it is and there's lots of songs mm-hmm. uh lots of just sporadic uh j- diving into song and it is not necessarily kid friendly oh, although in some instances it is and then in many instances it isn't and there's 
a shocking amount of continuity in the show, which is something you really? don't really okay. see. Yeah, when you go from episode to episode, there is an uh, an unbelievable amount of continuity, uh, and it's uh, it's just full of very amusing characters. And that's that's Syphil and Ollie. Okay, so so Syphil is on the left. Yes, yeah, Syphil is the black pu- sock puppet with the the green leafy looking hair. Okay, and Ollie. And Ollie is the one that is always wearing some sort of shirt. So which is his like shirt does change. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, the, that's the, what I the, thought, but I wasn't a hundred and ten on that one. There's definitely a costume change for all the Precious Roy segments, but uh, you know, episode to episode, he does wear different sleeves. <laughs> so they would be, in essence, leg warmers, because the 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 toe of the sock, if you will, is always white, and then yes. from what would be the sock puppet's neck down, they're if, typically shirt sleeves. If, if sock puppets have necks, would be something different. Um, okay, what? <laughs> So this episode in particular, why why this one? Is it was it because of the chicken flavored, chicken scented air conditioning? The chicken flavored air conditioning is one of my favorite Precious Rory segments. I picked I the I wanted to pick one that I kind of felt was a good representation of some of my favorite things about the show, mm-hmm. um, like the weirdness, the 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 fun little conversations they have in between things. It doesn't have my favorite so, like ending. The uh, the 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 last all the songs uh, all all the episodes end in a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always goes. It's almost the end of the show, and then there's a song. And this one is a a, a rather amusing play on Kiss music, which is which they, I mean that I think was it's part of the theme of the episode for like halfway on. Right, right, to, right at the 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 last before the the song at the end, they did an interview with uh, drummers that never made it into Kiss and what animal they would be representing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know there's a famous golfer named Tiger Woods? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh God. What animal do you uh, So that one's not Giraffes. necessarily my favorite, but all the other things before it, like the rock facts and the Oh When I'm Dead song, uh Chester's Pet Facts Machine. I just thought it was a really good representation of the different kinds of segments that they do and uh, what some some of the things that I like so much about the show? Okay. So that's why I picked this episode in particular. It may not be the best episode, but I do think it's probably the best representation of this show. It also happens to be the first episode that I recorded off television. Okay, um, interesting. So Karen, yeah, seeing as you have known him a little bit longer than I have, slightly, and you you I'm sure you knew before this recording that he was interested in Syphil and Ollie. How do you feel about the show? <laughs> well, <clears throat> look, I married the guy. I know what comes with the package. Okay. And, right. uh, and Syphil and Ollie is part of the package. I, um, I have always, you know, he introduced me to this. This was not something I was aware of. We were not an MTV house when I was a kid. Um, and yeah. I I I find certain parts of it hilarious, and other parts I'm like, this is so stupid. What the fuck okay. are they doing? Okay. Yeah, let um, me just kind of interject real quick. It's very hit or miss that way. I will never try to convince somebody that this isn't an incredibly stupid show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is a stupid TV show. So when no. when you were saying some what when you were describing it, and you said it was for stoners, that made me remember that one thing that I thought about this show, which is. That for someone who does not engage in 
any form of uh, drug-taking activity of any sort, including alcohol. It, it amuses me sometimes how much he is into this kind of humor for someone who does not take any drugs at all. That's, 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 that's an interesting take on it. Um, so I think I may have said this on recording before, but when I first, what would first Chris asked for for this on the, on the Plex, I, I acquired it and then Angela and I sat down and watched an episode and at the end of the episode she turned to me and and asked what the hell did we just watch and i and i honestly couldn't answer because i had no idea i'm so curious which episode did you watch the first one we didn't skip i okay so this show as you're watching it you watched the first word it's stealth and cindy's a hostess right no the the guy that wait that the first episode where uh, the the dude with the cigarette stealth yes. is coming out to beat up yes. yeah i don't think that should be like it's very obvious that that shouldn't be the first episode it's the first episode that aired but like firefly there's a lot of stuff that leads up to that okay crystal like if i could have if i showed her this episode i guarantee you she would have turned to me with the same exact question at the end what the hell did we just watch this. Probably, <laughs> but there would have been a little bit more toe tapping in "Oh When I'm Dead." Uh, a little more toe tapping, if you will. This show goes surprise. Okay, and you wouldn't have been introduced to their personalities from Ollie being afraid of some cigarette smoking dude. You know what I mean? There is a little bit of actual introduction. Okay, that, that goes along with this show. Uh, but it feels like this show. As you're watching it, it feels like this show is fast paced. But it's really not. Because then you look down and you're like, oh, it's only been three minutes. It's, it's, I think you spend more, as you're watching it, your brain tries to decode what you're watching to see if there's something more to it. <laughs> and there really isn't. It's just two sock puppet, possibly four or five, depending on who they're talking to, just talking into a microphone, which that part blows my mind that every time Syphil and Ollie are on screen there is a microphone in front of them and I know as an adult sock puppets don't actually talk <laughs> I know that but they felt the necessity to put that in there I don't well, because that's that that that's that's the show it's yeah, them it's part of their putting talk on show a conceit. show yeah that's that's part of the whole talk show thing it's it is these characters putting on a show. So that's why the microphone's there, because they would have a microphone. Right. But they could just... just it, They're sock puppets, Chris. <laughs> they don't need a microphone. But they I have know a they microphone. don't need a microphone, but that's, the, that's part of the conceit. Like, if they didn't have a microphone, then it would be them just talking to the camera. It wouldn't be... It adds to the overall feel of the show one of the reasons i like the show is the feel of it's very muppet show you know okay. like if fozzy goes out on stage and, and there's a microphone there like because there's a mic there would be a microphone on the stage he's a puppet he's not talking he doesn't need those props because he's just okay. a puppet you know that's it's the same exact conceit it's part okay. of it's it's the minimalist set that exists now of course the backgrounds being complete and total insanity kind of 
that's a very strange thing that they do in this show. And, and they, they quit around like season, uh, I think like half of season three, they just kind of stopped doing that until something happened. But like, you're just, they'll just have these weird interstitial conversations and the background is all blue screened of just complete madness. Like there'll just be, and there's a toy climbing on a string in the background. There, no, like, there's just a rotating triangle. I don't know. It's just there. Was there. One where it was just like this crawling baby doll. And it, yeah, it was, that was in this episode. It was just rotating, and I was, and I for a second thought they might interact with it, but no, they it's didn't. Just there. It's just there. So let's break the episode down a bit. We have Precious Roy's shopping channel. Well, we we start with Chester's pet fax machine. Okay, that's true. So, right, so well. every episode starts where they're introduced by Chester. Chester is a, a third sock sock puppet. He's in every episode. Uh, he wears a gray sweater. And I believe his head is made out of a Buddha, like a rubber Buddha doll that's turned inside out. And then he has Interesting. like... Um, I thought like, it would be more of like a waterproof sock that they just kicked in. But okay. Yeah, it's like an inside out toy. All right. And, uh, and then he's got like flowers on his eyes for some reason. It's, it's a very strange looking thing. And he's like... He's like your typical stoned, stoned so much that he's stupid kind of a character. Okay. Uh, and he always introduces Syphilinale. And then this one started off with like, you know, let's talk to Chester. And Chester has a pet fax machine. They start talking and then you hear the fax machine noise and a, a, a delightful absurdity of just like, oh, that's, that's just it had, old toner. It has the best darn fax machine all around these parts. It had ears and its plug was its tail. <laughs> Which was waving, which was wagging, because it was obviously happy. I can't remember because I I must have been looking down at my phone, but I it it was spitting out a paper like there was an image because they were talking like what there's a fire where's there's the a fire, fire? Fact? and then they just prints out a picture of a burning barn was that what like, it was yeah okay and like who set the fire boy who set the fire and he prints out this picture of like a tyrannosaurus mixed with a beaver and then ollie's just like oh he's got he's got computer virus rabies you're gonna have to put him down can i do it <laughs> like he wants to kill the fax machine and then uh syphil goes and kills the fax machine and uh you know, uh, Ollie's just like, oh, who, how are you going to tell Chester you killed his pet? Can I do it? <laughs> of course, they call Chester, and he's like, I killed your fax. And she's like, he's cool. He's weird anyways. <laughs> so Besides, I got a new pet toaster. <laughs> so was Chester also the one that had a date or wanted to have a date? Yes. Why did Chester pass out? He passes out a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a running thing. I did not know. All right. Yeah, typically speaking, I've... I've I think it's a, uh, and I don't know what to do with him now, so we're just going to have him pass out. Like, um, one of my favorite ones that my, my kids like to watch is uh, when we're Chester's chasing after some bubbles. They, uh, they have an interview with Chester. They they do this this bit, recurring bit on the show where they talk to Chester about something, and they talk about him and like, you know, do you like bubbles? And he's like, yeah, I told you. I told you about that. And there's some story about a, a bus and bubbles, and so they start filling the room with bubbles, and Chester starts like chasing after him. And, uh, you know, he's yelling, like, stop the bus, stop the bus. And, like, they're just laughing the whole time. And then the segment ends with Chester passing out. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the next skit in this episode is the interview. Uh, before that, you get to the rock fact. Okay. Which rock facts are some of my favorite things. And they only did them in season one. That was the, uh, that, that uh, book ended the commercial break. 
That yeah, that book ended the commercial break, and then they did the song "Oh When I'm Dead." Okay. And the rock fact was was this the Pink? F- how did the how did the band Pink Floyd get their name? <laughs> and obviously, it was named after their friend Floyd, who constantly. Roger Waters' best friend Floyd had a chronic case of conjunctivitis, otherwise known as pink eye. <laughs> See? And as they say that on the screen, it's like Syphil and Ollie are liars or something like that. Syphil and Ollie plus facts equals, they equals, know, lies. equals lies. That was... Yeah, it's always some sort of thing written on the screen that it's just absolutely not true. And the rock facts are hilariously inaccurate. Okay, so we move on to then. Oh, when I'm dead. Oh, when I'm dead, which is their song parody thing where they just sing. Yeah, they just sang about how, uh, you know, Syphil was going to leave Ollie some stuff in his will, and then mm-hmm. Ollie really wants him to die so he can find out what it is. Right. Then they move on to the Precious Roy Home Shopping Network. <laughs> Which is, I know you are a fan of Precious Roy. Love Precious Roy. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. for this episode, they are selling chicken-flavored air conditioning. <laughs> okay? So, um, Ollie is quite the salesman yes and this is what i meant by um continuity okay there's the 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 running gag is that as it starts which actually um episode 16 is continuity wise the first episode uh and he's just a little enthusiastic when they're selling the precious roy scare hookers okay (laughs) (laughs) but by the time they get to uh episode 10 which is like pretty far into things uh ollie just keeps losing touch with reality and getting crazier and crazier and then it just it keeps escalating all through season two and then just comes to a complete and total head in season three where he's he i don't know he he asks for satan to save him and then gets sucked into a a portal into hell nice (laughs) i mean he did get a they did get a call from a listener uh, or a shopper actually in this episode it was a therapist Saying, I think you're starting to lose touch with reality a little bit. Yeah. So, and when, for those that haven't watched it, um, chicken flavored air conditioning was literally a <laughs> desk fan with a piece of chicken strung up to it. Brings back all the smells of home. <laughs> and they, they found out it was true because a chicken did call in. Mm-hmm. And say that when he moves to the big who city, he lives in the city. I love city chicken. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he'll do this all day, and he does. Like you can say anything that has remotely anything to do with with a, a civil and Ollie sketch, and he will like not miss a beat. Okay, all right. It doesn't matter if you were talking about the show or just talking about something, and it has something to do with something. If I say anything about air conditioning. I love chicken. He mentions the chicken flavored air conditioning, and I'm not saying that it's not a complaint. Like quite most times, it's a it's a welcome laugh. But Indeed, in fact, the most recent time, she was the one who who said, "I bet you wish you had some chicken flavored air conditioning." When her air conditioning went out, yeah, and that's why I love her. And that's what, yeah. You guys are. This is marriage, a, guys. A this is what it's like. So the Precious Roy Home Shopping Network. Get yourself network, ready, Evan. <laughs> for those at home who don't know what the Precious Roy Home Shopping Network is, it's basically QVC, 
Um, and as the show, when the show starts, uh, they're like, we're Syphil and Ollie, we're paid spokespeople for the Precious Roy Home Shopping Network, which is just QVC, but the products are so completely ridiculous, they make no sense. They range from, you know, the scare hookers, uh, the, the bottomless pools, uh, genius in a box kit, uh, magnetic babysitters, like all kinds of complete insanity, and they're all products from this sock puppet <laughs> that has a very strange look in his eye and is possibly crazier than even Ollie gets uh-huh. uh, because they always talk to him at, at the end and they say, all right, let's talk to Precious Roy. And he goes, this is Precious Roy. Why can't I play with the mannequins? Or just something that has nothing to do with anything. Like the most madness you can think of. Like, I just ate a handful of honeybees. Like, no, Precious Roy, the chicken flavored air conditioning. And uh, and and uh, then they sing the Precious Roy jingle, mm-hmm. which you should insert here. Okay, All right, I'll see what I could do. Precious Roy, Precious Roy, making lots of suckers out of girls and boys. <laughs> I'll send it to you. I have. Oh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> he has all the music from the show because what what has happened is like he got on a on a I don't know on a trend of watching this show. And got some of the music stuck in his head and then started, like, mentioning it around the kids. And then eventually, like, he, he thought of a segment that was kid-friendly enough to show them. Mm-hmm. And they lost it. <sighs> they love it. They're almost three and almost six. And it is like, that, that's who this show is for. It's for Chris. <laughs> it's for small children who just don't get it and think it's two socks puppets being very silly. And it's for stone people. Uh, and so the kids like, so we we like picked and choose and weeded out the things that like didn't have any like violence or sex or like bad language or anything and just were absurd humor and like started showing it to them and now we're listening to songs from Sifil and Ollie every night at dinner, every yeah. night. This is at also dinner. marriage, Karen. This is no. This is parenthood. Yeah, this is parenthood. Because I, well, oh, sorry, I, I thought it was Chris am, forcing you to do that. I am always okay with it, but I understand that the rest of the world might not be, and I, I'm trying to limit it. Like, I can tell at seven o'clock in the morning when Karen is downstairs, just desperately needing coffee, and the kids are just like, "I want to listen to Syphil and Ollie," and I'm like, "No, we're not going to listen to it right now because I want your mother to not kill us all." And, and I don't really object necessarily, but like they're you know they're kids; they want to listen to something seven billion times in a row, and yeah. when you do that, you kill it. And I don't want to kill this. I find this show funny, and I'd like to keep finding it funny and not get burnt out on it. Exactly. Now, the the way that we have this music is all season one music. That's okay. um, none of the music from two and three because there was an officially released CD of season one's music, which I CD. bought. CD. Can't ask it, your parents. And it says on the CD uh, that you should use it to annoy your friends and relatives. Nice. So it's going. It's doing its job. Doing its job. Nice. <laughs> oh, all right. So so we follow up Precious Roy with the news. Uh huh. Another thing that has a complete, like an actual through line all throughout the season. Okay. Um, where uh, they they actually say, and I think the second episode, oh, we're starting to do the news tonight, and uh, then they do, and it's starts off. It it's basically Syphil trying to impress MTV news anchor Serena Alshul. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, 
that that's just kind of the running gag is that eventually the two of them are dating and then uh, I think they stop doing the news after they break up. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. <laughs> they made a lovely couple. <laughs> okay. Then after that calls from the public calls from the public where, where we had a <laughs> Syphil's friend Cody, the king of Japan and uh, a guy with pictures of a UFO. So the Syphil's friend called and, and Ollie objected it to being a personal call. Mm-hmm. The king of Japan that doesn't get out. So they're inviting him to America for a kegger and ca- and hacky sack and hacky sack. I'm sorry. I forgot the hacky sack. <laughs> and the, gentleman who tried to impress a woman or tried to get a girl to go out with him by promising to show her a photo of a spaceship she's now going out with him and he doesn't know what to do so they give him the advice of just throw a disc in the air take a picture of it and print it in black and white and it's like why would i do that i have the real thing <laughs> i just we'll just show it just to show her. it to her then i don't know pacific can i trust her <laughs> Well, sure, why not? Well, she's the president's daughter. Oh, you oh, should. Oh, dude. Dude, for the sake of the country. Rule number one. I, I like that. I, that's what caught me was rule number one. <laughs> like, it's this well-established rule. Don't break, don't, don't date the president's daughter, please. It's for our country. For the sake of our nation, don't date the president's daughter. Oh, then... We go into- well, and, and to, again, explain. So, the calls from the public segment is particularly funny to me uh considering when this came out and the technology at the time because they take calls from the public but they can see each other (laughs) which is like it didn't even dawn on me that that was weird until like i had been watching the show for a couple of years and like wait a second why can they see each other (laughs) that's really strange so that's the strange part for you well no it's a strange part for me (laughs) All right, that's where you it's draw the, the line. This isn't it's real. The slightly above the it's slightly above the normal strange for me. Got it. Uh, but yes, it's very funny uh, that they can see each other, and then you can see all the, the the weirdo people in the public that are stranger than even even Syphil and Ollie. <sighs> okay, then we move on. We move on to Chester. Chester uh, sings a song about taking roller skating. I think. Rick, did he sing a song in this one, or was it just? I, or was it just him saying he'll take your roller skating? I think he just says and it. Push dudes down yes. to let you know yes. where I stand. Yes. <laughs> By the way, I was today years old when I realized that the Chester's theme song is actually people at a very high pitch singing, Chester, Chester. <laughs> yes. Like, did not, and I've seen these, I, I mean, I'm not the super fan that Chris is, but I have seen these multiple times. I've certainly heard the music quite a bit. Mm. Then we get the rock fact. What classic rock band's albums are extremely important to NASA's space exploration? And they are? Led Zeppelin. Because Because they're solid rock, baby. They'll hold up the power. (laughs) They line or they cover all of the ships? Yeah. (laughs) I forget the exact wording of it. something to that effect? Yeah. Because they're solid Uh, rock, Because they're solid rock, folks. They'll hold up the power, baby. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, Then they do the quick interstitial. Now, this is fun. The song that they then jump to, which is uh, the You're Off the Handball Team, uh, which is just this super quick song. This this was a very symptomatic filler bit of 
for some reason, the way they put this show together and when they aired it on MTV is that they didn't have enough content to fill the time. Okay. So what they would do is they would repeat segments from all over the episodes. Um, with this is actually the from same episode, like the, from the same episode, uh, from from previous episodes. Okay. So like this song was actually there's more to this whole segment. Like it just says and now rock and then they go right into the song. But this was how they started off a previous episode where they talk for a few minutes and then they you know naturally go into the song. Gotcha. But they just filled up the song with this you know I just called to say you're off the handball team. That's the whole song. Got it. <laughs> And then we finish off with what we were talking about earlier, drummers that never made it into Kiss, uh, and then the song Rock Balls, which is basically just a spoof on Kiss, which is, I don't know, it, just, it literally just sounded like a Kiss song to me. If you had told me that that wasn't a spoof Kiss song, I would have, I would have believed you. Okay, because so before, it just sounded we, like Kiss. before we get into the song, there was <clears throat> three possibility, possible drummers, if I'm not mistaken. Is that the three or four? But the the last one was the panda guy <laughs> who was a doll wow. with what looked like underwear on his head that was colored to be panda head. <laughs> to look like a panda. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but he kept blurting out facts about pandas. <laughs> that honestly... The panda like, has a lot of very mysterious qualities. <laughs> and if it wasn't in that setting... Most of the things he said could have been taken as real. As like actual folklore. Actual folklore. But due to the fact it was coming out of a doll's face. And the fact that he talked like, I'm the panda. (laughs) The panda has a very lot of mysterious qualities. And his name is Deuce Loosely. (laughs) Deuce Loosely. Because the first one was was Tiger Woods. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you know there's a famous golfer named Tiger Woods? No. No, no I didn't. And he, he represented the giraffe. giraffe. Yeah. Why did you just go with Tiger? Well, I don't know any tigers that can drum. <laughs> Do you know any giraffes that can drum? Yeah. Okay, the next and one. And then the second guy was Derek Rose. Derek Rose. Did you know there's a famous golfer named Derek Rose? No, there's not. <laughs> no. No. There is? Yeah. No. <laughs> He was a rock and roll skunk. Yeah, because he spews uh, out this stinky <laughs> spray, this stinky hot liquid. <laughs> Sometimes, he, most of the time, he can get it to row ten. But at the last show, he got it to row twelve. Show, I hit twelve. Yeah, it's gross, gross. And then deuce, deuce loosely. <laughs> so there's your Syphil and Ollie half hour. <laughs> wow, Chris. I remembered seeing this years and years and years ago. And I guess if you're in the right mindset, this could be hysterical. But if you're trying to break this down logically, oof. Good. No. Not it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. But why would you break it down logically? Just to, is what I wonder. I don't know. Like I tried. I'm like because all right, you're a good friend. And I wanted to understand it, and I wanted to know why you find it funny. And then I look at it and go, "What is my what? What deuce loosely? That's just a a poop joke." <laughs> <laughs> and yet it makes me laugh. <sighs> it's it, I I have always been a huge fan of of the absurd. Yeah, and this it's very whole true. show is very much absurd. I mean, I I grew to love the absurd. 
starting back with you know batman 66 mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. that's theater of the absurd mm-hmm. and then you, you, liquid television and the state and all this this kind of just completely bananas comedy is has always shaped the way my mind works but i mean to to kind of dive into what i really love about this show is is um it's 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 kind of a couple things number one i i, I love this show's cadence i love the way that this is there's clearly not much of a script. There's like, here's the premise and then let's go. And so uh, Ollie, Liam Lynch, who is, uh, he writes the music and he's kind of the main driving force behind it. And then Matt Krakow does, uh, Chester and Syphil and a handful of other voices. Um, what, what I assume happens because I, I haven't seen any like real behind the scenes things. What I, I assume happens is they, I do know that they don't like do the sock puppets as they're speaking. Mm-hmm. That's all done afterwards. So they record these conversations and because there is, it isn't tightly scripted. It's all, it's all the conversations are just ridiculously natural and it's fun. Almost like listening to you know, improv groups go back and forth. Like how are they going to continue this conversation? And when it goes off the rails when they start laughing like on the the cd there's this conversation where they're talking about these shaved tigers that are that are coming back and like no no these are different shaved tigers that the talented ones and like as the conversation delves into more and more ridiculous territory ollie or liam lynch just starts losing it like he just starts <laughs> cracking up and they they keep that and then act it out with the puppets that's you know? some of my favorite stuff like because i I'm pretty sure it was in this episode. They have a, a, a moment where they're like, so how do you think the show's going? You think it's going pretty well? <laughs> That's right. And they're talking to someone else, but it's the two <laughs> sock puppets. Like, I feel like it's a, a, a conversation that got like recorded that wasn't supposed to be part of the show, but they kept it in there anyway. And they started miming it with the puppets. Like that's that it's that's a lot of there's something like that in almost every episode. There's always just these interstitials of them just talking and it's about weird stuff. And sometimes it's just silly jokes. But then they they the way that because what's example that scene Mm -hmm. Syphil and Ollie are looking off camera, you know, Mm -hmm. because the the, the conversation, the, the person they're talking to isn't on the mic, but you can hear them. It's like being picked up in the background. So they're looking off camera to talk to this like producer guy or whoever it is they're talking to. And they, they do that kind of stuff all the time. And it reminds me a lot in, in uh, one of the big reasons I love this. And it, it does remind me a lot of the Muppet show, mm-hmm. which is a similar situation where it was just putting on a show. And if you want to talk about like the real dream, you know, like the real thing I've always wanted to do with my life that I have accepted long, long ago as a physical impossibility is more than owning an arcade, more than anything is to do essentially the Syphil and Ollie show to get together with your friends and a bunch of idiots and do it like what we did at the pain in the assathon. Like that's, that's it for me. That is, would be as good as it gets to it, just get together and do a show. <laughs> no, not with sock oh, puppets. Okay. I mean, like to I'm do sorry. that, like to get together and do a show. Just improvise the hell out of it. Right. And just do what we do and have our personalities be what it is. And it's how the Big Geek Aid podcast network was born. It's true. Pretty much. And that's listening to this show is like, on it, it, number one, it's just this weird, bizarro universe where these sock puppets are doing what I would love to do with my life. But it's also that these guys got to do this completely ridiculous thing. And you can just 
tell in every single ounce of every episode how much fun they're having with it. It's the same feeling I get from watching Mystery Science Theater, which is, again, such a just ridiculously stupid passion project that Mm -hmm. these people put together on a shoestring budget and had fun with it and made something special. And there are parts of this show that have not aged well. And I'm I'm not talking about just the weirdo comedy, like even just from and say you completely get the comedy like I do. There are parts of it where they, they do things that were very acceptable in the nineties. Like there is the occasional, like, Ooh, I'm not gay joke like that. And, but the, I, I guess what makes that kind of stuff not necessarily acceptable, but to an, a degree forgivable, be, given the time that it's in, is because there doesn't seem to be much in the way of ill intent uh, right. from, from, from this show. Same as, like, the, the, the fag joke in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm-hmm. Like, that's re- extremely unfortunate looking back on it. But that was the time that it was made. And you know, like those characters don't meet anything negative by any of that kind of stuff. But those kinds of things aside, there's just something very comforting about the way this show is put together. And it reminds me of something that I've always wanted to do with my life. And I think that's why I've, I would just put this on in the background. I used to fall asleep to it when I was younger because I recorded most of it off of MTV on VHS tapes and I would just let them roll Mm -hmm. uh, and fall asleep to it because there's something very, there's something very, yeah, there's something very soothing and reassuring to the fact that this could happen. Somebody could do this. Like these people got to do this and it got on MTV for some reason. And Sure, it didn't amount to a ton for them, right? They got two seasons on on MTV and then a third season that never aired uh, and got eventually uh, released on DVD and then a technical fourth season on YouTube 10 years later, uh, which went absolutely nowhere, which is a shame because there's some brilliant stuff on it. But I love this show for so many reasons. Number one, it speaks to my comedy. Number two, it just reminds me of of this, the, the feeling that I get from when we do something that's great. And the idea of just getting together with your friends and putting on a performance uh, and having that be their life. Like, that's what they that's the story of the show to get not get too meta. I know this is a stupid show. I have to preface that before you make any jokes or anything like that. But Mm -hmm. looking at it from the premise of the show, it's these two guys that just get together and put on a show to entertain people. And that's what they do. And that's what I've always wanted to do. And it's, it just speaks to me. It calms me. It makes me incredibly happy. It's full of joyous music. Uh, It's full of just stupidity and silliness. And it's just the right amount of light. It doesn't tackle anything. It doesn't make me, you know, uh, think too hard (laughs) or really think much at all. Uh, It's just silly for the sake of silliness. And it's, joy for the sake of joy like you get all these fun little bits and then you get like just every now and then you'll get this cute little sweet moment where chester will sing seasons in the sun you know (laughs) uh or they'll be going out for a car ride and uh bust into uh just what i needed at the end because it came on the radio and then they sang along to it like just these little tiny moments of like you can tell that these people are friends you can tell that they're having all the fun in the world making this and it's just for them, this must have meant the world to them. And I don't know. This show means so much to me. And I know it's stupid because it is legitimately stupid. But there is a, there is a magic to this. Like, if, if you can see it, there is a real magic to this. 
and I will always love it. Nice, nice, nice. Well, as a side note, we are, I mean, do you want to talk about your, your endeavors? My endeavors, yes. Okay, so like I said, I recorded this show off, off MTV uh, when, when it was still airing. And they actually, they, they changed things up a little bit too after it aired for a little while longer. They put it back on and they spliced a bunch of music videos in, which was just terrible. But anyway, um, when they aired this, they aired it one, out of sequential order, and two, they aired it with all these extra bits shoved in there. And sometimes it'll be two episodes in a row. You'll get the same calls from the public two episodes in a row. And that's not great. Um, they didn't release this in any official capacity till uh, I think a couple of years ago, it showed up on iTunes and whatnot as the best of Syphil and Ollie, where they took out all of the officially licensed music, but everything else is exactly as it aired, which is in one way, Okay, that's kind of a thumbs up, like for the uh, authenticity of this is the way that it aired. But at the same time, I paid for these episodes and I'm paying for repeat content. You know what I mean? Because this mm-hmm. is a an iTunes or Amazon thing. You can buy these by the episode. Mm-hmm. And if the episode is like 10% content that was literally from the previous episode, it seems like kind of a strange way to do that. So I see both sides of that. But regardless, season one in particular is as it is presented a complete and total mess. And as a kid, I always wanted to, well, the teenager, young adult, I always wanted to take my VHS tapes and try to shuffle it back into some kind of an order in the way that it actually makes sense. Because the creators of the show did do a through line. Like Mm -hmm. you put the episodes in order and everything does tie together. There's callbacks. You meet characters in a certain order so that when they come back, it's funny. And instead of you seeing them once and then two episodes later, you see where they met them. (laughs) It's strange. But so I bought the episodes just to see what they were like off of Amazon because I didn't know what they would possibly be like, like how close to what watching it on TV would it be? Like how nice is the video quality? Because right now, if you try to, obtain Syphil and Ollie through nefarious means. There is one set of rips from a VHS tape uh, or a series of VHS tapes, I believe, um, just because the quality is all over the map that's been circulating for, for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan uh, was able to, to get that for me relatively recently, put it on the, his Plex server, and it's the same exact rips that I have on a set of DVDs I bought off eBay like 15 years ago. Um, and they're terrible quality they some things are cut off like uh uh just you know pieces of songs are just cut off because this the recording stopped or whatever um the qual the video quality is all over the map there's lots of like mtv things like ads for movie awards happening in the corners and as charming as as that stuff is i don't want to watch it like that i want to watch it the way that it was intended to be but that's never going to happen right (laughs) so I have enlisted Evan's help to get me the actual files, uh, something that I can put in order, and then I'm going to restructure the season, removing all of the duplicate things, um, and uh, just putting the whole entire show in the order that I feel that it was intended to air in, so that I can, I don't know, stream it and listen to it and put it on the internet for other, like the six other people who love this show to uh, enjoy in the future as well. Um, I was went through this whole project of trying to get the ones that aired on YouTube. They were uh, put up on Machinima, 
and then they moved over to the Nerdist network for the last five episodes. So there's eight on Machinima and five on uh, on Nerdist, and they've all disappeared because Machinima got bought and all of their content kind of vanished. Uh, I was able to do some wacky stuff and extract the video files from the Wayback Machine, mm. uh, the Internet Archive. Um, and there's this one dude uh, on YouTube. I've been posting the videos every day, five days a week. I'll take the weekends off, but I've been posting the video, the, the those episodes. And one dude is just thrilled that I'm doing it. <laughs> I posted the the that guy, that one guy, and, and it's wonderful chatting with him because like it's you can tell that he likes this show as much as I do. It's great. And, um, the, uh, so the show was off, you know, was off the air. And then 10 years later, they did this skit where Ollie walks into the studio and apparently syphil has been standing perfectly still since the last episode of Syphil and Ollie. <laughs> he hasn't spoken or gone to the bathroom in 10 years. Uh, so, and Ollie comes in and pitches this idea to do fake video game reviews. And like Syphil just kind of grunts at him. Uh, and uh, he's like, how are you not a skeleton? And just without skipping a beat, Syphil looks at him and says, I don't have a skeleton. <laughs> because that's, that's the sharp, super fast humor that they just never skipped a beat. Um, but the song was uh, this this song easy as pie because he was telling him you know d- doing things on YouTube instead of TV is going to be easy as pie and they sing this wonderful song Aww. that I'd love to play for my kids except the lyrics are motherfucking pie <laughs> and not everything else is just like this super happy song about pie but it's motherfucking pie <laughs> it's great but it's so not kid friendly so I that song by itself has been posted on YouTube for a long time. But nobody had the episode up. So I posted the episode, and this dude jumped on and was like, Oh my God, thank you so much for posting the whole episode. I've been looking for this for years. Do you have the rest of them? And I was like, Yes, I do. And I'll post one a day until they're done. And every day I post one, and every day he likes and comments on how thankful he is that I put it up there and how great it is or how crescent fresh it is. Uh, it's wonderful. See, and, that, and, that's, and that's the thing. Like, you're doing this for the sake of it being out there. I am. Not for it's, monetary it's, gain, nothing like that. It's because you need it to be there. I want it to be there because I want someone, some, someone someday might get what I get out of this show, you know? Mm-hmm. And I want them to be able to see it in a format that's not, you know, awful. So I'm taking the rips that Evan has uh, of the, 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 one, the, the previous ones from VHS and I'm going to put the songs in that were removed from the official release, I'm going to try to splice them back in where they belong and as high a quality as I can. Uh, in season two, they they padded the episodes with kicking it old school segments where it was just a song from season one shoved in there for some reason, and it always throws the flow off the episodes. Um, the unaired season three, I'm going to you know move around because uh, there's what is it uh, one two th- it it just runs as one whole solid thing. Um, on the DVD they released, but then on the Amazon and, and iTunes listing, they split it in half and put it at the end of season one and season two as like unaired segments. But even though it was season three, right. Um, but there's one, two, three, four, there's six, almost the end of the show bits. <laughs> so like, you're just watching it and it says almost the end of the show. And then they sing a song, but then it keeps going after that. And uh, so I assumed that it was like that this season wasn't finished mm-hmm. and they just they essentially started six episodes, right? Six episodes seems like a mini season of something that seems to make sense. 
So I'm kind of like piecing that together on very short mini episodes uh, of six mini episodes. And that's my plan. There it is. Taking on the work of, uh, of the gods. Doing the Lord's work, you are. Doing the Lord's work for the, the six people who like Sifl and Ali as much as I do. But darn it, I love this show. And I thank you guys very much for, for tolerating it. And I, I hope you got some joy out of it. And I'm not going to lie. I did chuckle a couple of times in it. And then most of it scratched my head going, this is absurd. Which is, it is. Which is pretty much how it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. And it's one of those things that I feel kind of gets funnier the more you see of it. Like really watching Ollie continue to get crazier in the precious Roy segments and always seeing what, you know, the all purpose muzzle, you know, if you, I love my family, but if you're like me, you look at them and think, I wish you'd stop eating and talking. (laughs) 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 That's funny. (laughs) Llama school. I've been saying Crescent fresh nonsense, nonstop for decades now. He used to have a t-shirt that had that said it on it and he wore it until it was like rags. Yeah. I miss that shirt. It's great. All right. Well, thank you, Chris. You're welcome. It's it's fun to see the inside of your head every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun place. It's full of happy music and sock puppets. Nice. All right, let's uh let's take a a quick break cuz uh when we get back we got some news to talk about. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Muckbane right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. Uh, we got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know, we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlor Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So, guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. 
Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. Let's talk some news. First up from IGN.com, Disney CEO Bob Iger, right? Iger or yep. Iger? Iger. Confirmed streaming bundle featuring Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. So, yeah. That makes sense, right? They're They're doing a discounted set for all of the streaming services that Disney owns or is creating. You get the Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and the base version or the basic version of Hulu, which is the commercial-filled one, for twelve ninety-nine a month, <clears throat> which is about $5 off if you were to get all three of the plans or all three of them independently. Um, surprisingly, well, surprising no one, it is the same exact price as Netflix's standard monthly subscription plan. And... Um Amazon as well. Yeah. It's also yeah. thirteen ninety nine if you or twelve ninety nine if you pay monthly. So it's a hell of a strategy, but it's a s I don't know that it's going to have the effect that I, I feel like they're aiming for. Right. Like I feel like they're aiming for like, well, you could do Netflix or you could do this. And like that always that just reminds me of like way back in the mid two thousands where you always had you know, the two big football games. You had Madden football and NFL 2K football, and they were all like 50 to 60 bucks a pop. And Madden always ran away with it because it was the name. And then NFL 2K was like, we have the better game. We're going to prove it because we're going to launch it 20 bucks. And that created this huge wave. This one is just like, well, it's another 15 bucks. I'm just going to keep them both. Like, I just don't see a lot of people canceling Netflix to go over for this. And that's what I think the goal is of a lot of these companies. I'm just like, you should cancel that one and do this instead of doing all of them together. You know what I... I saw a uh, cartoon today that made me think that that's what's going to happen is like... It was like the first two panels were 2012. It was a guy watching Netflix going, wow, streaming is pretty great. And then putting his little pirate hat in a drawer and being like, I don't need you anymore. And then 2019 and his screen has like 15 different streaming options. And he's just like looking mad. And then he pulls his hat out of the, out of the drawer. Like, Hey, good to see you, buddy. Cause like, that's what they're doing. They're spreading the market. So thin. they're going to force people back into, you know, seeking, seeking through means. I mean, they already are. I mean, people have like, you know, one friend has Netflix, the other friend has Hulu and then they just share each other's passwords. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Like this is dumb guys. Uh, yeah, they've they've they're essentially just recreating cable and that's what A we're trying to avoid. Cable. Yeah. And now granted the the amount of quality content per channel I think is far higher. Like it's yeah. but it's still problematic. Like there are shows on Hulu that I want to watch, but I'm not going to sign up for Hulu. Because I have Amazon and I have Netflix, and that's about as much as I want to spend on this stuff. Yeah, and, um, and it's it's true. Like later on, I posted <clears throat> an article about like the comparisons between Disney Plus and Hulu and Amazon and whatnot, and we'll talk about it in a minute. But like Disney Plus will not be including including any R-rated content. <clears throat> Excuse me. Disney in itself is. 50%, if not less, of its content that, that it owns is mm-hmm. 
family friendly. Like there are other studios that are owned by Disney that they it, they have the, they keep the other studio's name on it because they don't want that infecting the family friendliness of Disney. But Disney Plus not putting that stuff on that channel, but giving you the maybe throwing it over to Hulu or whatnot, just spreads out their own stuff even thinner. Mm-hmm. Like still bundling with Hulu, Hulu has the availability to possibly get other studios that aren't owned by Disney. Disney shouldn't thin it out that much. Like, why not put R-rated content on their streaming service? Netflix does it, and there's plenty of kid-friendly stuff on Netflix. Yeah, there's Netflix Kids. I think it's just the... I mean, Netflix is a more versatile brand than Disney. You put Disney on, like, something that's about, like, super murdery, then that that doesn't jive with that specific brand. And it's fine. But it's it's like it, it's a perception thing too. There's there's a, a piece of that to take into consideration. And again, not to, to drag this back into video games, but this is a problem that Nintendo struggles with. Nintendo publishes an R-rated game, and it could be a freaking masterpiece, but nobody buys it because that's just not associated with that brand. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Nintendo doesn't make horror games. Nintendo doesn't make hardcore action games. They make Mario. They make Pokemon. They don't even make Pokemon. Game Freak makes Pokemon. Sorry, podcast for another podcast, but that, that I think is is another big part of it is that they're they're playing to the strength of that particular branding. They want to be able to say this is this is the box you get this one, and you're not going to have to worry about your kids accidentally stumbling onto Glow because it's colorful and called Glow, and then realize this is not a show for children. This isn't even a show for kids who like wrestling. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's right. I get it. Um, and I don't necessarily think it's a, a terrible move from that perspective, but at the same token, it's like, well, how many services do I need? <laughs> it's true. And at a certain point, how many services can you possibly watch? Like, it's the old joke about cable where, you know, you get 4,000 channels and nothing's on. Now we don't have nothing on, but we have so many options, nobody can possibly watch all of them. Spend more time choosing an actual thing to watch than watching that thing. Oh my God! It's like going to Blockbuster back in the day. <laughs> Remember, you'd you'd go to Blockbuster with a couple of friends, and you'd just walk the wall for like an hour, and never get around to actually choosing something. At least that's that's what happened to me. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because I just looked up like everything, every company Disney owns, and Touchstone Films is one of them. So Touchstone Pictures, and like that is a plethora of things that ranges the list. I'm just going to go from three ninjas. Let's go to the middle. Uh, jerky boys to let's go to the end. Uh, sorority boys. So that was who framed Roger Rabbit was touchstone. As well. Yeah. Like, but like sorority boys, I, I don't even know. I remember that is three guys dressing up as women to get into a sorority. Uh, jerky boys was an R rated movie about, you know, the comedians and then three ninjas which is a kids movie about you know like half of that stuff like all of that will not because it's not disney friendly it's not all disney friendly. like that doesn't make sense to me it's just spreading itself and it's just well now we're gonna get two subscription prices out of you instead of the one right. but they're probably not because how many people are really going to just keep signing up for more services? Now, again, this is something that hasn't been proven yet. It is entirely possible that people are going to keep signing up for all these different services because they're so inexpensive and not realize that, 
oh crap, I'm spending like $85 a month because I have six different 15 to $18 services mm-hmm. every month. But because they don't seem like such a big, uh, a uh, big thing. This is this is potentially far more predatory than even cable is right now. It's it's we're we're heading down a really ugly, potentially ugly road here. Well, as we all know, Disney likes money, and as we all know, money can't buy knives. Money can't buy knives. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about this at the Pedathon with a uh, Matt Much had never seen that movie. Which never movie? Seen. Um, uh, Surf Ninjas. Oh, you know, it was funny because I was showing, who was I showing? I was showing Mike my Plex. Uh huh. And I go, yeah, there's, if anything that I want to watch is on here somewhere, I go, go ahead, try me. And he goes, uh, I don't know, Surf Ninjas. And I go, tick, 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 click. We're now watching Surf Ninjas. (laughs) So let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Deadline.com brings us the information that it's always sunny in Philadelphia could go to season could possibly go to a season 15 and 16 if the creative team is up for it. That's great. I haven't watched It's Always Sunny in quite a while, but I like the fact that FX is like, hey, we're up for it. We're game because they're like tied right now for the longest running live action half hour comedy i think that's the very specific criteria um and if they make it to the 15th season they win so and that's what made made this story worth posting about for me it was just like i because i who would have expected that from it's always sunny in philadelphia i know and i'm sorry to the internet i have not really watched this show i know I have tried. Scream at me, at me if you want to. Uh, it's not that I never liked it. I just never watched it. I, it just. It's I feel one like of those Chris was going to go that... down a different avenue. No, I, I was. I'm going to go with the. I don't get it. This is a show that I just don't get. And look, it 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 happens. Uh, it has happened many times with me. Like it's the same. It's this show reminds me a lot of um, uh, Arrested Development. Another mm-hmm. show that I just like people love that show and I don't get it. I just don't think it's that funny. Um, but I don't disparage anybody who does. And I feel like the fandom for this show is not the kind of fandom. This is like, oh, no, you just don't get it. You need to watch 40 or 50 of these episodes and, and, and then, then you'll, get, you'll it. get it. Then you'll get it. Like, OK, but I don't, don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make me know. You can't make me. But it's I, I, I find a lot of this show's existence to be very entertaining to me. Uh yeah, I pop so, in every once in a while. I'll watch an episode, and I always find it funny. Um, I really don't find it funny, but I'm glad that people do, and I don't. I don't despair. I don't uh, hold this show's goodness against other people. If that sentence makes any sense, it's yeah. me. Me words good. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, moving on. Variety.com brings us Event Horizon series in development at Amazon. Now, Event Horizon was a movie. 1990, 1997. Really? It's that old, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Son of a beach bison. Um, <laughs> now, I, I, I enjoyed that movie quite a bit, if I remember correctly. I, yeah, I, I, that's why I posted this. I thought I remembered at least one of you being a big fan of the movie. I personally 
I don't know what happened with the marketing for this movie, but somehow I got it twisted in my head and thought it was a science fiction movie, and like went oh, in no. it is going a to be like. Movie. I understand that now because I went in and I watched it, and then I was horrified and very, <laughs> very, very upset. And uh, so this movie always sticks into my mind as like, oh, did I like that? Oh, no, that was that one that fucked me up. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Um, So um, Adam Wingard is set to executive produce the series. Um, He directed uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, which is due to come out in March. Uh, Oh, that's still happening, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. He has previously directed films like the recent Blair Witch reboot, The Guest, You're Next, the live-action version of Death Note, and he also directed films like Autoerotic and What Fun We Are Having. So he's got a horror bona fides there. I mean, depending on your slice of horror, but I, I don't know how this can be turned into a series. This is a this movie was about a ship that had this special warp drive that opened up a black hole so that it could go further faster. And this some, is where Riddick is from, right? No. No, that's that's uh Pitch, Pitch Black. Black. That's this right. This is Sam Neill created this that's warp right. drive. Yep, okay. That not only I'm, I'm there. I'm with you. It made people go crazy. I never saw it. I just didn't want to. I don't like horror. Yeah, but yeah. uh um, I and, almost and, fell into that trap, that exact trap, because my friend's like, oh, it's a sci-fi movie. And then another friend in the room was like, well, it's kind of more like sci-fi horror. And I'm like, thank you. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious as to because they 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 wrapped it up. It, it's a two hour story. I could say that maybe hour and a half, two hour story. I don't know how they're going to do a series. This um, maybe how that because the way that this story. The movie starts is this sh- this ship with the drive gets lost and then gets found years later. So apparently it went into another universe or another dimension in this universe and some bad shit happened. So maybe if they tell that story, but I I don't know. And I'm curious as to who is saying, hey, hey, I want an Event Horizon series. Like right, who's, who's 22 years later, who's please give this. this to me. I don't know. Uh, but I, I'll probably check it out because I do, I do enjoy that movie quite often. I watch it every at least once a year because it's like I like Sam Neill. He was also in this. I love Sam Neill. He was in a, another horror movie that I liked. Um, oh, crap. It's uh, Sutter Kane. And I, I don't think that's the name of the movie, but he's, he's uh, an insurance adjuster. Where he's hunting down this guy who wrote, like, it's he's hunting down the author who wrote. His name is Sutter Kane, and he he was like the equivalent to a Stephen King, and he wrote all these books, and they be, apparently either became real or he was writing from reality. It was weird, and there was a lot of horror elements. Mm. It was really I enjoyed the hell out of it, but it's Sam Neill, so you can't go wrong with Sam Neill. Moving on. HollywoodReporter.com lets us know that the Emmys are to go hostless for 2019 ceremony on Fox. I did not realize that the Emmys jumped um, networks every year. Yep. They get passed around so that everybody gets to, you know, I don't know. So um, 
their reasoning is that there's a lot of good shows out there and we want to spend more time talking about them. I don't know if I believe that. I, 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 it's a good line. I understand it. But no matter who they pick, it's always going to be ridiculed in some way, shape, or form. So they just yeah. went, hey, let's Hosting not an award show is a trap because it's a trap for the, the person that they pick because that person has an impossible job. And it's a trap for the show, too, because... They have they, to give that person something to do that takes up time in the show. Not only that, but, I mean, we've seen it in the last couple of years where they end up picking somebody who's problematic and, like, the internet jumps on their, you know, on their high horse and finds a problematic tweet and then the show has to backpedal because they didn't vet their host enough and then the person has to apologize or, or they quit or they get fired or mm-hmm. they have to find somebody else and... I think it's just too much of a minefield and they're just like, fuck it, we're not doing it. Yeah. Nobody likes it anyway. Yeah. So it gives them more time to talk about the amazing amount of shows that are actually out there now because not only are we getting um, network, the same amount of network shows, but also all the streaming services are, are getting their stuff out there. Like, there's a lot more television out there. Mm-hmm. So I think the only place where a host still works on an award show is the Tonys. And I feel like that's because it's a different animal because it's an award show for live shows. Yeah, yeah. It's, that- it's a live award show for live shows. So having a live host makes sense. But for these things that are like, you know, these are produced television shows that are made far in advance of anyone seeing them, then you have a live person talking about them and it just gets kind of weird. Mm, I agree. So that there it is. It does it say when it's coming? I feel like it's uh, soon. The Emmys are in September, September 22nd, 22nd. So yeah, we'll a see how that goes. A month away, folks. See how that and goes. And I will most likely be sitting there on my ass on the Twitters all night. Tweeting away. Feel free to join me. Shoot underscore the underscore moon. Ooh, look at that. Shameless plug. Oh, all right. Uh, next up from Deadline.com. Netflix wins overall deal. Overall film TV deal for Game of Thrones creators. David, is it is it? Benioff? Benioff. Okay, yeah. Benioff and D.B. Weiss. So, good for them. Good for Netflix. Um, a nine-figure deal? Yeah. Damn. Hundreds of billions of dollars. That's a lot of money. Hundreds of millions? Hundreds, Hundreds of, of millions. millions. <laughs> um, betw- I, I'm going to assume it's between the two of them. Um, so, yeah, we knew that there, there were... Now that their hbo gig is over they're going to be shopped around they there was a bidding war going on and netflix won so we're going to get something from them i would hope for that amount of money netflix Uh, has a lot more competition now so they got to shell out their big dollars Mm -hmm. to hopefully uh contend with that keep this this netflix train a rolling um there was something in here i thought i was caught my eye uh no they it was they they still have a couple of things left to do um i can't remember where it was so yeah i know they have a few it was in this article they had a couple of other things that they had to finish up and then they're then they're heading over to netflix you know exclusively it's gone now i can't remember where it is but either oh that's what it was um they wrote for Universal, Kurt Cobain Project, and 
another prison break movie, Dirty White Boys for Fox. So they're also writing and producing one of the next Star Wars trilogies. Yeah, that's theoretically a thing, although uh, the, uh, information clammed up on that after the last season of uh, um, Game of Thrones started airing. Interesting. Interesting. And uh, there's also the the Star Wars is in such a weird position right now because they were like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a Star Wars movie every year. Every year, fresh new Star Wars movie. Is that going to saturate the market? No. People never get enough Star Wars. Okay, people got oh. enough Star Wars. Because they did Rogue One, and they're like, all right, this is cool, but, you know, it got mixed reviews. And then they did Solo, and everyone was like, okay, but why? Right. It's not a bad movie, but, but why? And then, you know, Last now, Jedi was super divisive, and they were like, all right, we're shelving shelving Star Wars for a little bit. Because that's part of what makes it so special, is these are not constant Star Wars, but whatever. We, we've <sighs> it's the same that. reason you don't trot out the Daleks every season. Exactly. She gets it. Yeah, she does. I That's do. why you married it, her. We are married for a reason. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, next up, people.com. <laughs> Loosely tied into television. Lego releases Friends set in honor of <laughs> sitcom's 25th anniversary. And it includes Gunther. That's the <laughs> best part. And immediately, I wanted to see the Gunther Lego. I had to scroll down. And I feel that they gave him too much hair. <laughs> but it's a cute little Lego set. It was thousands of Lego pieces. Or, it no. is. It's over a thousand pieces. That's what got me like, holy shit. See, but is I thought it was going to be like a couch and a coffee table and that, you know, the just the friends and their coffee cups and that's it. It's a thousand pieces. Yeah. You got to be out of your goddamn mind. And that's that's the $60. 60 bucks and that's the central perk one. I felt like, did I see one that showed the living room? Or am I, am I mistaken? No, it's just Central Park. The, the, there's a video embedded in the, the story that showed their living room. But, like, it's Central Park. That's why Gunther is involved. Got it. Mm-hmm. So each of their little Lego characters gets their own little accoutrement, um, whether it be Phoebe's guitar, Joey's pizza... I'm kind of upset that they went Rachel with the cup and and Trey, but hey, Gunther. I is, mean, that's yeah. that's she was she was Central Park was a big part of her life for a couple seasons. It so, was. Gunther has his broom. It's it's adorable, but yeah, well, I don't know. Oh crap! I always thought Legos were supposed to be for children. This is obviously I was incorrect. I mean, yeah, no, not anymore. Not anymore. Phoebe, the Phoebe Lego looks adorable, by the way. All right, moving on. Um, the next one is a uh, YouTube video, and it's the new season. I guess it's a. I guess you can call it a trailer or a sneak peek at the new season of Good Eats. And it looks so cute. Looks, looks good absolutely to me. correct. And this is where my brain broke today because I was like, "Oh, this is already out." Because I forgot what day it was. <laughs> it's not already out, you guys. No, it's not. <laughs> it comes out like next week or the week after. It's, it's <laughs> like, been a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> holy crap, man. But um, um, this it looks great. And I really want to watch it with the kids. Like, I think right? they will get a yeah. freaking kick out of it. So yeah, I have a I question. I think really get a lot out of it. Do the YouTube, like, the you know how when you watch a YouTube video, there are like other videos attached to that screen that say, hey... If you mm-hmm. like this, watch this. Is that 
the same for everybody because there is one with Alton Brown like it was the YouTube rabbit hole um uh, him reviewing uh kitchen gadgets you know single use items like mm-hmm. I don't know it, it it was so like watch this trailer and then continue falling down the the Alton Brown rabbit hole because he is so entertaining he really is and i i really strongly believe in his philosophy that like if a gadget only does one thing it is not worth the space in your kitchen that's true unless you use that tool all the time so my favorite one was uh there's these claws that are for like shredding chicken or meat to make pulled Mm -hmm. things and he read a review from someone that says, like, I don't know what I'm going to do with these things. The, a fork does the same exact thing. And then he talked directly to camera and said, you know exactly what you're going to do with this. Just man up and say, I want to be Wolverine. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody wants to be Wolverine. <laughs> like, oh, that's perfect. He spoke right to me. <sighs> All right. I posted up this next one from lifehacker.com. Uh, it does a quick comparison of... Disney, Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon sort of kind of moot now because Disney and Hulu, I mean, it, it comments on it. Um, the thing that I noted is that Amazon and Netflix have that strong catalog of uh, their own created content. Now, Disney really needs to that's where they need to flex their muscle because i don't like people will not be buying the disney plus channel for the back catalog of their movies because if you are a disney fan and you love their disney movies you have them already in some way shape or form that's how i don't know that that's necessarily true i I mean opening up the disney vault like that like there's a reason that that stuff sells every time Mm -hmm. they they trot those suckers out like but how long will that sell the channel or the Well, the also on, on I, I see it being a big seller for parents because on top of the movies themselves, there's shit tons of children's programming that people's kids are obsessed with. And if you take that away and it's not available, they'll subscribe to whatever you want to be able to give their kid access to that thing. And there's no way they're going to like buy like you'll buy the Disney movie, sure, fine, whatever. You're not going to buy 17 seasons of whatever Disney Junior crap your kid likes. You're just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh. But if you can pay like 15 bucks a month to have access to as much of it as they want, that's probably a good call for you as a parent. I don't I I understand. I, mean, I, 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 I do I, think the same thing goes for the movies, honestly. Like I don't know, I never bought like we don't own Moana. We don't. We don't own Moana, mm-hmm. no. which is ridiculous because our kids love Moana, but we don't own it because it's streaming right now. But if it disappears, like say we didn't have you and say it disappeared off of Netflix, we'd be like, crap, I got to go buy Moana. Which, I have to um, do a correction before we get a shit ton of emails. It actually did go off of Netflix. Moana? Yep. Oh, well, see that? There you go. <laughs> Now our to, friendship is even more important. It is. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I would pay for this service and have constant access to Moana or whatever other Disney movie happens to, to land on whatever service. And that's, I don't know, they've, they, you're right. They have to hit up 
all they have to hit up the original content and they are nailing some some pretty big throwing some pretty big names out there for your marvel fans for Mm -hmm. your star wars fans but at the same time like what happens if this is the direction they go for the unaltered original trilogy because it's a big playing card that disney still has they haven't played it yet unaltered original trilogy they could be like exclusively uh, exclusively streaming on this service and then there you go (laughs) then you've got all the star wars nerds money You've got, I mean, they already do, kind of, but then they definitely would have all the Star Wars nerds. And then think about all the wacky stuff that's been on, like, all of their animated catalog. Like, yeah, what is it? uh, uh, What's that movie about the horrible Br'er Rabbit? uh, Song of the South. Song of the South. Yeah, that's not going to be on the service, but, (laughs) (laughs) like, all the rest of their, their, their animation catalog going all the way back when, like... The Disney vault's not even a thing anymore. It shouldn't have been a thing to begin with, but you know that's Disney liking money and mm-hmm. knowing how to market stuff. But I, I, I understand what you guys are saying. I just don't think that that their catalog is going to continue selling this service month after month. That's like, I don't know. That's just how I feel. I, I, I'm sure I will be wrong when this service soars in, in price and continues you know getting money because right now they're offering a great deal for three packages for the you know i mean having espn you're getting disney espn and hulu um which covers every base that they possibly can because amazon doesn't have or neither, neither does netflix a sports package there's no sports on that stuff unless you want to watch a documentary about sports um that's something that that this Disney package will have that the others don't. So, I still not going to have all the football. No, no, it's not. Thanks, NFL. Thanks, DirecTV. Hmm. I blame the NFL. I really do. I mean, no, nah, I do kind of blame DirecTV too, but I blame blame the NFL for just being like, no, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna go exclusive. We're gonna make football something that's exclusive to one network because that's a great idea did the same thing with video games podcast for another podcast Podcast for another podcast all right moving on karen you posted up the next one ew.com tells us the crown season three premiere date has been revealed uh, it feels like so long since this show was on and i think it actually has been so long well it's dated for november 17th um 2030 shut up <laughs> and olivia coleman is now queen elizabeth so yep. This is the season where everybody changes. Uh, She's going to be amazing. She's just such a talented actress. And everything she does is wonderful. And I just can't wait to see her take on the queen. And like, I, you know, I write about TV for a couple of different sources. And one of them I write, um, I just do a post once a month about shows that I think that that particular audience will like. And I sometimes I worry like, oh, I'm going to run out of shows like, oh, I've already talked about that. I've already talked about this. I already talked about that. What am I going to do? And then a show like this comes back and I'm like, this hasn't been on since I've been writing this column. So like, (laughs) bingo, like, thank you, Netflix. Yeah. So Olivia Coleman, uh, Tobias Menzies Menzies. and Helena Bottom Carter 
as Queen Mar as Princess Margaret. Oh yes, please. So uh, Claire Foy, Matt Smith, and Vanessa Kirby are out. Right. Those yep. are the those are the three swaps. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know I I I've watched what we watched one episode right. Mm-hmm. So that's it's just this is not my wheelhouse, but I understand why people like this because it seems to be done very well. There's a really good actors and actresses in it so uh, yeah so hang on there crown fans it's 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 still a good couple like four months away but it's coming (sighs) all right and finally i posted up this next one just for you chris oh and i really appreciated it you're welcome um it is a youtube trailer for the it's (laughs) a better Netflix trailer for the new Invader Zim. Enter the Florpus. <laughs> it looks good. It does look good. It looks exactly like it used to. Which, which is, is good. good. <laughs> it looks exactly like it needs to look. There's, there is a certain twinge of the end of Zim uh, that I felt almost... Like, I could almost start to feel a little bit of the fatigue. Like, okay, this is starting to lose a tiny 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 shred of its charm this seems like this is being made because it wants to be made Mm -hmm. and that is a wonderful thing it seems like 100 percent pure insane zim to me and i do like i do like absurd (laughs) and this falls in that column (laughs) oh it does so yeah check that out it's a lot of fun especially if it's it's an entertaining trailer um if you have no idea what Invader Zim is, and if you are a fan, it touches every base that it's supposed to, um, and that's the story of how I became a pizza. Is that, <laughs> is that what he yeah. said? So, it, that's the story of how I became a giant pizza. Pink. <laughs> I love. See, now that's the thing I love so much about Gur, is like he's just he's just madness. <laughs> he's just madness. Everything about this show is madness. Like it is, it is cartoonified G- madness. And what it's does great. the G stand Genius. for? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, check that out. It's a lot of fun, and uh, that seems to wrap up the news. It was a long week, people, and we 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 tried to keep up, but if you are aware, we just finished up our pain in the assathon yesterday right yeah we finished it up yesterday Uh, it was i believe a resounding success we have steadily increased every year the amount that we will be that we have raised for the colorectal cancer alliance but chris and karen you are this we do this for you guys i mean it's it how do you feel about it i couldn't be more um, touched by everyone's efforts, by all our donors, by all the people who participated in the event. Um, this one was by far the biggest event that we've done, involving the most people and the most uh, contributions from you know all from our art auction to the gamers to the remote streamers to sponsors. We just had um, so many more people this year than ever before come to us and say, "What can we do? How can we help?" And that is, it means more to me than I can possibly say to have all these people who have never met me and never met my dad and never 
knew anything about this. They just said, this sounds like a cool thing and we want to do something. And we did a big thing Mm -hmm. and we did it very well, if I say so myself, being that I had relatively little with the to do with the actual doing of the thing but um it, it's just it's it, being it's just incredible that's, that's that enough. that all these people came forth and brought their own special unique talents and uh and used them for good and you're all a bunch of superheroes and i love you and please come over to my house and i'll cook you dinner nice nice it's also worth pointing out that one of the extreme bonuses is that we got bread. Yeah. From Ferg. Yeah. Thank you, Ferg. Ferg, uh, the wonderful man who makes wonderful bread. Uh, he gave us a, a challah loaf. Challah. And Karen made French toast out of it tonight for bre- for dinner. And it was... It was easily the best French toast I've ever had. Mm. I, I may have teared up a little bit. <laughs> it was... It was French toast perfection. And it was, it was. But not only did he bring the challah bread, he brought a, a, a tray like what would be. Oh my god! That tray the cookies that, uh, of like you would you would roast a turkey in. Uh huh. And it was filled to the brim <clears throat> with three types of cookies. Um, there were the Snickerdoodles, mm-hmm. the chocolate, the the normal chocolate chip that are made better by Ferg, and then the caffeinated chocolate chip. Which were a freaking lifesaver. I would have driven my car into a tree on the way home if I had not eaten one of those cookies before I left. Oh my and gosh. I don't know how I would have survived the day without eating uh, one or two of those cookies. Like, it, they, they helped. Um, and they were pretty good, too. I Everybody did a, a phenomenal job. There were a lot of moving parts this year. Um, very, very few hiccups. Um as in comparison to years previous. Um, and I, I do want to give a special shout out to, to, to miss Angela. Um, we gave her the title of event coordinator and she, and wore she the, coordinated the hell out she of this wore event. that badge with pride. She did a phenomenal job. Like I remember that wasn't just a badge. Prior. She put on the pants she put on the event coordinating pants and she made the phone calls. She made the, she sent the emails. She contacted the people. She followed up with the people. She coordinated the crap out of this. Mm-hmm. She did what I have been attempting to do for years. And I think she did way better than I have ever done at it. She, she nailed it. She, okay. So just uh, uh, as some of you may know, she is also an artist. So during just shy of the entirety of the event, except for when she was sitting beside me to actually play a game. She was either at the computer with Dean, helping him, you know, switch things back and forth, or actually arting, because throughout the entirety of... Arting? Arting. Throughout the entirety (laughs) of the event, people that donated a certain amount of money got the availability to get a, a commission. And she spent the... And when we had to, you know... You know, there are times when, you know, we get so frustrated with the games that we have to stop for a second... Or we'll break controllers or punch the person sitting next to us. Or, and in those little breaks, like we would flip the camera over to either a commercial for a, a, an item that she arranged to have being auctioned off or her doing some sort of pencil drawing as a commission. Like she, I couldn't thank her enough. She did a phenomenal job. And it, it it's, it's like 
we all in years previous tried to take on a little bit of it and make it all work together and having someone drive that train a little bit kept us all of us on on track which is kind of surprising for the geek a team <laughs> we are a website that is a proverbial train wreck every once off in a while off the rails at all times off the rails at all time so a big shout out to her i i know i'm a fan i'm i'm going to keep her for as long as i possibly can so but also thank you everybody that watched that donated that that just laughed at us cuz there was a lot of that we heard throughout the 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 event you know there was a point in time where i wasn't even watching like we did a a virtual reality a vr game that i can't i get motion sickness so i can't watch it on the television but i could watch the two people playing it and i feel that i got the better show <laughs> because watching jangus get scared senseless was a true joy oh so much laughter tears streaming down my eyes so it, it it was a great time with really really great people and and looking forward to the next year as i said earlier on a, on a in a chat somewhere it's bigger and better moving upwards and onwards so thank you everybody um chris it's time for our proverbial spiel for this show it is and said spiel goes a little something like this you can get in touch with us at com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Twepcast, or find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S. Uh, Karen, where can the good people find you? Shoot underscore the <laughs> underscore moon. And Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review, because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, with that information, I think... Uh, so, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So, if you... Do head over to our, you know, our site or our Facebook page. I know there's a link in there for the art auction pieces. Some of the pieces are still left, and they got relisted for another six days. If you are interested in all, at all, in any of the, just helping out in any way that you can, that stuff is still available. Check it out there. Um, I will put a link in the show notes for that as well because we weren't planning on reposting that stuff, but you know ebay just said no screw you we're, we're redoing it and they did so they're still available so you could check that out there's some some pretty great pieces still left so check that out um it's my turn right this is this, yep. this is my week so all right um i started watching this show and i want to finish it but i'm just gonna have you guys jump on with me we're gonna watch the boys season one episode one Oh, good. I hear right. great stuff about this show. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the episode title is The Name of the Game. And as a comic book fan, I am I was, I was pleasantly surprised. So that's your homework, people. The Boys Season 1, Episode 1, The Name of the Game. That's it. That's all we got from all of us here at this week's episode. I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Suckers! <laughs>
Good night. Precious Roy. Precious Roy. <laughs> making lots of suckers out of girls and boys. What, how does it, how does Syphil and Ollie? Syphil and Ollie. Syphil and Ollie show everybody. <laughs> and this concludes our broadcast day.